Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am so excited today to have another Danielle here with me. I have Danielle Wallington here with me. She is the founder of the Kindred Community. Um, she's the founder of Flock Here, and she's a community builder. And I am so excited to have her here and to dig into what she has created as a tech founder um, and the beautiful community she has. So I'm gonna turn it over to her and let her introduce herself. Hi, thanks for having me. Great name as well. Danielle. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant name. Um, yeah, so I um, am the founder of the Kindred Community, which is a community for female founders and freelancers, which I've been running for nearly five years now. Um, and I'm in the process of um, launching a tech startup, which is an app for women who are working from home. Yep. Um, to find spaces to work from and people to work with and that's called flock here so we're we're literally like seven weeks away now so so not to i'm not panicking or anything <laughs> now it did go from work here to flock here what was the yeah. what was the change what made that change little trademark issues uh, um yeah yeah so i thought i'd done all of the relevant checks and searched and what i didn't realize and I, you know, I probably should have got a little bit um, more help at the time was the searches that I did weren't in detail, weren't in depth enough. And the the trademark laws, which I've since discovered, are so detailed and so complex. Um, so when I submitted my application, it was actually opposed um, from someone else. A completely different name, but there was a similarity in that. That's why I was didn't realise at the beginning. And so that was opposed, unfortunately. So, but I, I feel like it was meant to happen because yeah. I actually prefer the new name. So I feel like it was meant yeah. to be. It cost me a bit of money doing the legal stuff, but you know, <laughs> swings and roundabouts. <laughs> I feel like flock here too is more relevant to what you're doing in terms of people coming to women coming together. Yeah. I feel like it fits it more than work here. It does, um, which yeah. I love. And I think initially when I had the idea, it was to is primarily for people to use the app to book somewhere to work from. So the work here kind of fitted because it was like, you can work from here or work from here. But my kind of longer term plan was always to add in the community aspect of that. Um, so when I found the name Flock Care, I thought actually this all come, kind of comes together for what I actually want it to be rather than just a, a venue booking platform. It is more than that. It's a community. Yes. So it kind of goes better with that. I would love to start with uh, you as a community builder. What is, how did community become such a big part of your life and why? I think so when I, so I was, before I set up my business, I was an event manager um, for about 15 years in the corporate world. And I've just always loved bringing people together. I, I, don't, I suppose I didn't really realize then what it was. I just always loved like bringing people together and seeing the conversations they would have and collaborations and friendships and um when I was pregnant with my first son I felt really kind of that lack of identity and sense of self I didn't really know who I was anymore I wasn't working in that kind of full-time role going in day to day and I started to look for people like me who you know didn't want to just be referred to as a mum you know I still had ambition and I still wanted to you know go out and speak to people other than you know what my baby's nappy looked like so I wanted to kind of find like-minded people like-minded people and um I, I started to organize events for mums in my local area for that reason and just started to kind of find people and 
you know, community to me is that sense of belonging. So it was finding other people that felt like they belonged to something kind of bigger than them. And I suppose it's just connection and wanting to be with other people that have similar, similar mindsets, similar aspirations. And yeah, feeling, feeling connected with people, I think was a, was the kind of where it started from. Um, and then it's kind of, kind of grown from there. And then the Kendra community, you introduced that. It started five years ago. Yeah. You set the stage. It's a non-networky network for female <laughs> founders and freelancers. But how did that community yeah. building turn into the Kindred community? So when I was running these events for mums, um, as you do, you start to kind of do things and not have a big grand plan. It just all happens organically. And um, I was starting to meet other women who were in similar positions to me, who were starting a business, who couldn't go back to their full-time jobs after kids. Um, and there wasn't really anything. There was lots of great groups around, but there wasn't really anything that was a bit more informal, that you know you didn't have to stand up and do like a pitch to people, or it, it felt a bit cringy and a bit like salesy. There was a, there was a bit of a gap for that. And I thought I, I'd like, to do something where you know it's a bit non-networky <laughs> basically um which is where it came from because there's so many women that you know are building amazing businesses but they're, they're, they tend to be put off by the traditional networking events that are around or the events that start at half seven in the morning when you've got kids to look after and school drops to do so I wanted to create something that was you know kind of a bit more female um focused and something that wasn't wasn't as stuffy as maybe the other groups Absolutely. And I think that's the, that's the thing we're seeing now more of too, is more people, there's women's social clubs oh. where it's maybe not so much work focused, but maybe it's just women coming together. Because I think, especially I've noticed that I'm 26 years old, you get out of college, you start working full-time jobs. You kind of look around and you're like, it is not as easy to make friends oh. or get to know people as it was when we were in school or doing all of these things. And so I feel like we've seen more of this women networking, women social clubs or whatever it may be, communities coming together with the need of just being together to your point. Yeah, I think connect, I think connection is something that we all, yes. you know, and there's so many studies, isn't there, about actually what creates a really happy life. And it's not yes. being, you know, being super rich. It's the, friend, it's the sorry, relationships that you have. So uh, the connection, and especially the last few years we've had with, you know, lockdown and stuff, people are really craving that connection. It's, yes. you know, being part of something else, being part of other people's lives and that bigger picture is, yeah. is really important. And to, to your point of the non-networking network, I, I've preached for years how important even a platform like LinkedIn is to network with people, to get to know people. You have no idea who you're going to meet along the way, yeah. how they're going to affect your life, what yeah. they can you know, whether it's personal career, whatever it is, I think that is so important because building a network that whether it's for work or personal oh. is extremely important because you never know when you're going to need a certain type of person in your life. A hundred percent. And like, well, they say your network is your net worth and all these other yes. slogans that go on. But I honestly think, you know, sometimes in this world, it's not what you know, it's who you know and having having people you can go to for all yeah. sorts of resource and help and support, like you said, not only in the business world, but within your personal, it's like, yeah, I can't, 
cannot think of anything else that totally. is better really than that of having someone having someone you can go to and, and someone you can trust as well rather than someone you potentially you know seen once yes. online it's kind of building those relationships and really nurturing them absolutely and I even when I was coming out of school I kind of had this infatuation where I was like okay I kind of figured out as I'm walking out of school where I want to be and what career I want to go into and everybody looks at me and they're like you don't need to go back to school you just need to figure out who to talk to who yeah. the right people are it doesn't matter what your degree is because you have the degree mm. you just need to network with the right people and it was kind of yeah. that reassurance for me that I do have this LinkedIn profile or I do have these network of people I just kind of need to dig into these networks to figure out who are the who are the people that I need to talk to who are the yeah. people that I need to uh, get my name around and I yeah. think that was kind of like a, a, a light bulb yeah. things um, but it was really like okay you don't almost need to go get the the extras you just need to know the people exactly it can open so many doors as well for for you that you somebody that knows something you know it might not be that person but then they yes. know somebody that knows yes. somebody and it's just the, the web that intertwines is just yeah it's just it's the you just keep digging you just keep getting into the to the rabbit hole of things and you just yeah. Going, going from person to person yeah. um, someone will help yes eventually. someone will be there <laughs> how did um flock here come to be mm. after the kindred community had been created yeah so we were running so we started kind of very early on nearly five years ago running co-working events one of the things that i wanted to do was as as great as a networking meetings you have great for an hour a couple of hours you kind of want a little bit more than that um and for me I was always part of like a bigger team I always worked with colleagues and people I never really liked just working on my own so I wanted to kind of have that collaborative working um environment so we we mix the kind of co-working with networking in a way so you'd come together meet other people and then also do your work <laughs> which we did we actually did did the work and um, the co-working events were amazing and, you know, we were hosting lots of them around the, the UK. But then what I started to realise was people were coming up to me asking where were good places that they could go to work when these sessions weren't on. Um, you know, if, if they had a meeting for a couple of hours in a different town that they didn't know, did I know any places that were good? And obviously my knowledge only extends to a, to a certain limit. I thought there must be an, another way of people having access to some sort of directory where there's kind of curated recommended places that you can go and work that aren't necessarily you know really expensive co-working spaces um that kind of bridge the gap between that so yeah the idea kind of initially came from where can people go to find a space to work but then with all the community building stuff I'm, I was doing it's so, okay and then how can you also then find people you can work with as well so it kind of went from went from there I love that idea too because when you know COVID hit we've been in this some places are trying to get us back in the office but there is a lot of remote work happening and a lot of people are so sick and tired i'll speak for myself as well of sitting in their houses all day long and working every single day these pure spaces whatever they you call them are popping up everywhere in every city and you can rent them you can just get a membership, whatever it may be. So I think it's so important to have 
that change of scenery almost where you can get together with people um, who are around you and get out of the house. I think it does a great deal to our mental health as well. It just, it's a nice shake, shake up during the week uh, and getting to be around people and not just through a computer screen. Exactly. And I think that for me, having that working from home, having that separation yeah. between work and home life, you know, you're used to going to a place of work yes. and then leaving home at home and then coming yes. back to it. And that was all a bit blurred. Yeah. Um, so I think having that separation is, is yes. really important for people. Yeah. And I even, I even got to the point where I was like, I'm working in my office and I'll work downstairs in my living room, but I don't take any of it to my bedroom. Cause I'm like, cause then it just doesn't become like a peaceful place. It becomes a place where I'm like, oh, I think I have to do work or something. Um, so it's even, I've drawn the line there of just what is the, what is a great mental place for us to be working in? Um, cause I think that's important. I think it really is like you were saying the divide, what is the divide there? Yeah. And it's kind of setting boundaries, isn't it as well? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. See, this is my home. This is my work. I'm not going to intertwine the two. Otherwise Absolutely. you will just end up let in bed, kind of working on your laptop at 2am yeah. or something. <laughs> Now I want to get into the process of how of you creating this because you did do a crowdfunder to raise money. What was the process of just getting this all created and getting, you know, raising this money? Yeah. So when I had, so I think it was, I was looking at my notes from last year to my, my coach on voice notes, sending her these like frantic messages going, my God, I've got this idea. Um, and when I realized um, how much it would be to, to develop an app, it's not, it's not cheap. And um, right. I didn't have thousands of pounds in the bank and um, getting investment. And I know 1% of um, BC funding goes to female founders. So I knew getting investment um, was going to be something that was quite difficult in that sense. So I started to look at other options yeah. and um, crowdfunding actually came up as a possibility and it kind of when I heard about it, when people were telling me about crowdfunding, I, I, it just made sense to me. It was like, I've kind of already been doing this for the last five yeah. years. This is how I've kind of built all my businesses. Um, so I, I looked into it a little bit more. I got somebody just to help me and we, we went with crowdfunder platform. Um, and yeah, I had like, I think it was 30 days. I went for an all or nothing stupidly at the time because you can do an all or nothing or yeah. a take yeah. what you make <laughs> I yeah. thought I'll take a risk because also is like if you don't make what you want to make then is it really worth doing is your idea worth right. worth um kind of doing so I thought I'll do that so I had 30 days to make x amount okay. um and then yeah we we ended up we ended up exceeding the total um and kind of going over it so I think it was 35 days in the end which was the longest 35 okay. days of my life <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely worth it. I learned so much about like every and like what you said, network, like the power of your network. Yeah. If I didn't have my network, I would no way of, or I don't Absolutely. think I've been able to do that. So it, yeah. it, it's incredible. And it's, it's incredible. The, uh, you know, the amount that you raised and to your point, like 
that's just like LinkedIn pops into my mind again in terms of like just getting that message out and the sheer spread that that could have. But I mean, that's just amazing to me what you were able to raise in that 35 days. I have no doubt that was the longest 35 days of your life. I've still got like PTSD from it. I think I literally, every time I see something about crowdfunding, I'm a bit like, oh God, I need a moment. Just to... <laughs> Not that. Um, what I've loved from this in your journey though, is that being a tech founder and doing this and raising this money the way that you have, you're giving it back though, and you're helping to, in your community, help other founders and other female founders with their campaigns and they're doing that. Can you share a little bit more about how you're doing that, what the outcome has been um, and why you're doing it? Yeah, so when I was um, when I was crowdfunding, I was getting lots of people ask me, you know, oh, would this be something that I could do for my business? You know, it, I was doing it for a new business, but there's lots of people who have currently have a business, but maybe need some capital to develop a new product. Or, And I think I want to create more awareness in that there are other ways um, to get money into your business, yeah. to grow your yeah. business. And, you know, in going down the investment route isn't necessarily the kind of be all and end all and the, the, yeah. the first option. So I think there are so many people that are unaware that yeah. you know this is an option for them Absolutely. so kind of give giving people the knowledge and the awareness that this is something they could do and if, especially if their business is kind of based on that kind of community aspect as well and it's a great way for testing um a product and get that kind of product viability and um, testing your mvp to people who are going to be your potential mm -hmm. customers so for anyone that's maybe thinking of launching or crowdfunding yeah. I'm working with with founders really one to one, um, just kind of getting an idea of what it what their goals are, and then basically what I've learned really the kind of things yeah. that I learned over that time, what I'd do differently, what worked really well, um, and how they can kind of do the same as well. So yeah, it's been a really amazing to speak, and just speaking to all these people that have, have you know they feel like they've been blocked a little bit from moving forward, and so many female founders especially. Yeah the barrier to for them scaling at the same yes. rate as a lot of their male counterparts is because of lack of access to funding. So when they realize actually they can have access to this money, it's going to make a massive difference on, yeah. you know, how they can kind of scale their business going forward. Absolutely. And I just want to point out when you were talking about your own crowdfunding, 1% of females with investors, that's 1%. And what's it like that to me is just so crazy because if you look now the power that women have with creating their own businesses and, and companies and things like that, it shouldn't still be 1% because that seems like that should be 1% years ago, but today it feels like it should not still be 1%. No, I know it's quite depressing really isn't it and yeah. there's and there's lots of factors why and I think you know access to funding is one of them but also access to a network of other entrepreneurs and you know people that have have been there and done that so you can kind of look up and inspire to say oh okay she's she's done that I can do that too and especially as young I definitely when I grew up didn't have that kind of female role models you know business to me was very much you know a man in a suit and it was kind of just very alien so yes. yeah I think the more the more women that can have access to funding and can grow yes. their networks the more you know 
Absolutely. We're going to be able to grow. Now, is there with the Kindred community and even Flock here in the next seven weeks, you, where is the growth mindset for you? Do you have a growth mindset with the Kindred community, especially the, it's been live for five years now, but is there more that you want to do with it? I think so. And I think, um, I think eventually they're kind of become intertwined because okay. a lot of what we're doing with the kindred is going to be very similar to, yeah. to flock here, but it's really about, yeah, I definitely, I want to grow it and I want flock here to be, you know, worldwide eventually. Yeah. And I think scaling the kindred, I'm sorry, scaling flock here, um, will be a lot easier. Okay. Um, on the on the app and people yes. to have access to the app so yeah I'd, like I would love like every woman that's working from home whether she's running her own business whether she's working like two days in the office and the rest at home to have access to spaces like within their local area that they can they can work from and that kind of community and that support so yeah definitely I want to kind of continue to to keep to keep growing that world domination yes <laughs> yes world domination I love it <laughs> Was there, when you've been creating all this, was there somebody maybe in that business suit that looked at you and gave you a piece of advice that you were like, no, the, or yeah, oh my God, so many advice that was like, <laughs> okay, yes, I believe what you're saying. It's funny during the crowdfunder, even like right at the beginning of the crowdfunder. And then yeah. like during it, I did get lots of advice okay. from people um mostly which I didn't ask for which is always the way isn't it um, how it happens doesn't it <laughs> yeah. but I was told right at the beginning so it was November we launched I was told that it was too close to Christmas we were just coming into like a economic crisis yeah. um you know it wasn't a great time for people and I did really have to think about is this the right time to do right. it right. but I just knew that I had to do it I couldn't wait until you know, I just had to, the time was right then and there and I had to do it, but I did get lots of people kind of say, I don't think it will work. You need to give it a bit more time or actually your network needs to be bigger or, did, you know, so I did get quite a lot. Um, and even, I think even midway through, it was kind of like, what's plan B if this doesn't work? I was like, well, it's going to, what do you mean? It's going to, yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah. work. You know, and I wasn't too naive to think that this might not happen, but I was going to make it work no matter Right. If the if that crowdfunding didn't work, I would have just done something else. So yeah, it's I did definitely did get lots of um people doubting me, which is which yeah. kind of make it made it a bit sweeter. I was like, <laughs> I I tell everybody I love when people doubt crazy ideas or whatever ideas that I have because I'm almost like hold my beer, watch this. I'm going to so totally prove you wrong. I'm going to enjoy it at the end when I do prove you wrong. Yeah, it, like, it spurs you one more, doesn't it? It gives you that motivation to be like, I'm going to show you. <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to prove you wrong right here and right now. Um, but it does make it sweeter. But I think that when you do have an idea, and I was, I was sharing this with somebody, when you do have an idea and it's one that you're laying in bed at night, can't sleep because you're just thinking about it. Like it is all consuming sometimes. Those mm. are the ideas that somewhere, it, it, like that's what you're supposed to be doing. Those are the things that you are supposed to be bringing to life because yeah. they're the ones that you have so much passion behind. Um, and to your point, you were like, there is no plan. There's no plan B because this is going to work right here. And yeah. Right now. yeah. I think those are the most powerful ideas. Yeah, definitely. And if it keep they keep coming back, 
then you know you've just got to do something with it because we've all got yes I've had thousand and one different ideas each week but only there's only some that will keep coming back and I know they're the ones that I've got to got to do yes got to do something with it I think that yeah, yeah those are definitely the most powerful ones Danielle my last question for you is just what inspires you um I think the people I think again my the community the the people around me the the women doing amazing things and also the women kind of who are you know five steps yes. ahead of me and I can see what they they're achieving and see yes. all these amazing things that they're doing because it kind of gives you that hope yeah. to be like you know I can actually do that too but I think I've just built up such an amazing um community of founders who are doing like extraordinary things on their terms and kind of building the life that they want around their family yes. um I think I definitely couldn't do it without kind of half of those people involved so definitely my community inspires me um yeah I couldn't do this alone I'm definitely not like alone I love founder stories I think that what's incredibly cool and I'm sure you have you you've seen a lot of this your story is not like somebody else's story who may be doing something similar and I think that's the beautiful part about it is that no one person's journey is the same and I think that's what makes all of this so beautiful in life and everything yeah. but to your point being in a community and seeing people you're like that's really cool I have an appreciation for what you yeah. went through, what you did because I went through something similar or you could just have an appreciation and an eye opening yeah. experience getting to hear other people's stories and I think that is powerful it really yeah is. yeah we'll help each other as well in that way because you learn from each other and you can kind yeah. of you're along the journey together, definitely. Absolutely. Danielle, I can't thank you enough for coming on and thank sharing you. with me. I cannot wait to see when Flock Here goes live in the next few weeks. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they are going to, those seven weeks are gonna fly. It'll be fine. I work better under pressure, it's fine. <laughs> live in the chaos is what I say all the time. Live in the chaos. Uh, but I can't thank you enough for coming on and talk with me. If you do not follow Danielle or the Kindred community or Flock here, all of that is going to be linked down below so you can go give her a follow. Uh, but Danielle, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, thank you. I can't wait to follow along on your journey more. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.